Welcome to the Access Church Podcast. Amen. Can you say with me, the Lord is good? Amen. God is good. You know what? I, I just just see, seeing everything that the Lord is doing here in Eagle Pass is, is beyond a lot of people's mindset. Amen. I think the Lord's going to do even greater, greater things, things that we can't even imagine at all. So the best thing of this is that God made you part of this movement here on earth called Access Church, where we allow people to come and have access to the presence of the Holy Spirit, to the presence of God and the Lord. If you're in this place, it's because the Lord called you with a purpose, on purpose, with a purpose, so that lives would be changed so that families would be impacted so that the things around you will never ever be the same because you have jesus in you and wherever jesus steps there's life and life abundantly so wherever you go you're a life producer wherever you go you go to change atmospheres and provoke shifts in environments simply because you're there pastor rafa what's so important and so valuable about me because you carry Jesus and Jesus carries you and when that happens the power of God will transform everything that is around you so with that being said I want to enter into this message called let it go the purpose of pruning and I want to read Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17 to 24 but you know what? I'm going to start in verse 21. It says, You certainly heard about him and his followers that you were taught the truth that is in Jesus. So get rid of your old self. Can you turn to your neighbor and say, Get rid of your old self, which made you live as you used to. The old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires, your hearts and minds must be made completely new. Verse 24 says, And you must put on the new self which is created in God's likeness and reveals itself in the true life that is upright and holy. And originally I was going to title this message, Let Go of the Old Man, but then I, I, I thought, you know what, the men in the house are probably going to get a bit nervous, amen, especially the husbands are going to be like, oh man, God's going to... God's going to replace me or going to replace the husband of, of this gal, beautiful gal, amen. And, and, and so you know what? I was getting with Pastor Brian and I'm like, hey, you have the best or one of the best sermon titles, so I need your help and you can't sleep until you help me, please. Amen. So, so we came up with this amazing, uh, amazing sermon title that talks about pruning. And, and see, when the Apostle Paul begins to write this in Ephesians chapter 4, we begin to see that Paul is talking to the church in Ephesus. And one of, the, one of the things that he does in the scriptures previous to what I read is that the Lord begins to call out to the Ephesians and he tells them, hey guys, we're called to walk in a different way. We're called to walk not as, uh, as unbelievers, but we're called to walk as believers in Jesus Christ. And we're called to walk a different walk. So he begins to call out to the Ephesians, and he tells them, guys, we need to let go of those things 
that hurt other people. We need to let go of the strife. We need to let go of the envy. We need to let go of the bitterness. We need to let go of the anger. And the Apostle Paul begins to tell the Ephesians, let go of the old and begin to clothe yourself with something new. So as an apostle of Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul was commissioned to build and edify the body of Christ by teaching them God's word in order to mature them in such a way that their lives would be lives that become fruitful. Can you say with me, fruitful? So over the course of the year, I've come to find something out that a mature Christian is not mature simply because of the years that they have attending a church amen but listen to this a mature christian their their maturity is determined by how much fruit they are producing amen so when you know or when you see someone that's been in church for so many years and you look at them and sometimes they have a stinky attitude because it does happen not at access church but at other churches amen where people have so many years in church or coming to church but their attitude doesn't match up with the years that they have inside of a church or inside of the kingdom of God so then with that being said a mature Christian is a fruitful Christian you see people's fruit and you determine their maturity level hello amen so listen to this for a tree to grow and mature it will require plenty of water and when the time is right it would also require a time that is called pruning ecclesiastes states that everything for everything there is a season and a time for every matter under the earth and a few weeks ago pastor brian started a series called let it go can you say with me let it go so now with that being said let it go begins to uh, to bring so many different things inside of your mindset and the spirit of the lord spoke to me when i was preparing this message throughout this week and he told me that when he gave pastor brian the title of the series let it go he was also launching us into a season of pruning amen and a season of pruning means that there's some trimming and some cutting away of dead things or overgrown things inside of our lives that need to be cut off that need to be trimmed off why because the lord is making room for us in order for expansion he's making room for growth he's making room for something else to come in and begin to blossom so anytime that the Lord calls his church into a season of pruning it is because he's rearranging things around in order to make room for him to unleash say with me something greater so I believe that each and every single one of us wants something greater we want something bigger we want something better but one of the things here is that in order to get something greater in order to get something better we have to let go of the old now and there's certain times that in a family you have your wife telling you honey it's time for the garage sale and when she thinks of a garage sale she's not thinking of making money out of what she's selling but she's probably thinking of the new things that are going to come into her closet okay so so she's not really thinking hey we got to let rid let go of this simply because she wants to let go of this but in her mind she knows 
that he has to make room for the new. Are y'all with me? So wives are very intelligent and they're very smart and they want to make room for the newness that is coming into their closet. And see, the Lord in his mindset, he wants to do the exact same thing inside of the lives of all of us in this place. John 15, 2 says, Jesus speaking, he says, he breaks off every branch in me that does not bear fruit. But listen to what the Father does with the people that are producing fruit. It says, and he prunes every branch that does bear fruit so that it would be clean and bear even more fruit. So I want you to please understand this. The purpose of pruning a tree is not to hurt it. The purpose of pruning a tree is not to damage the tree, but the purpose of pruning is so that the tree would be clean and that the tree would begin to be more fruitful, that it would produce more fruit. So in reality, pruning is a fruit enhancer. It allows you to be productive. It allows you to begin to produce things that you never imagined. And inside of us, there are things that have been locked inside of us for so many years. And the Lord is saying to his church, it is time to tap into that hidden potential that you haven't reached yet. It's time for you to have access into those things that you never imagined that you could do. But in me, the impossible becomes a possibility because when you have me, you have absolutely everything inside of your life. So listen to me. The, the, the church is being launched into a season of pruning, a season of cutting, a, a season of trimming, a season of letting go of the old things to be able to walk into the new things. Are you with me? So according to an article that I read online, it's generally recommended to prune trees in late winter or early spring just before the new growth begins. So according to this article, it's saying there's a season for everything. There's a time for everything. There's a moment for everything. And in that moment is in winter time. In late winter time and early spring. Now here in Del Rio, if we look around, around that time, everything looks dead. Pastor Rafa, that's throughout the whole year. That's not the point. So you, you look at everything and everything is dry, dry, and dry. You see the trees, the trees don't look very pleasing. The leaves are not on it because they've fallen. So in late winter and early spring, everything seems to be dormant. Things around us in our lives, whenever we come or enter into the pruning season, if we look around, they may look a little dry. They may look a little dormant. They may not be looking so good or so green. And circumstances may not be the most favorable for some of you throughout this season, and the problems around your life just seem to be caving in. And you're saying, God spoke to me and he gave me a prophetic word. God spoke to me through, through Pastor Brian or through a sermon that was being brought. And God said that my life was going to get better, but my life seems to be getting a little bit dry. 
I received a prophetic word and I'm looking around and my circumstances don't seem like the most favorable circumstances and all we see is the negativity of the things that are happening around our midst. But let me remind you, in the midst of a dry season, in the midst of things where things begin to appear like they are dead, in reality, they're just getting ready to blossom. And just before things can look better, things will begin to look worse. Just before things begin to blossom, they're going to be looking a little bit dry. But let me tell you, in the midst of what appears to be dormant things are getting ready to begin to blossom the newness of springtime is about to come out and I'm speaking this spiritually and I'm prophesying to this house that growth is coming in an even greater way we're already seeing it I was telling Pastor Brian in the back, I'm like, Pastor, people don't fit in this house anymore. And looking over here, the, the cafe area literally turned into the overflow area because God is doing something. Yes? So the Apostle Paul in chapter 4, if you read it in its entirety, you begin to see in chapter 4 where Paul begins to literally speak onto the lives of the Ephesians. And he starts off by warning them to stop living like the non-believers do. He tells them to stop being ignorant, stubborn, with feelings of guilt and shame, walking in all sorts of indecent, immoral, wicked behaviors, simply because that was not the teaching of Jesus Christ over their lives. So Paul in verse 20 says, that is not what you have learned from Christ. And in verse 20, uh, 21, uh, 22, he begins to say, so get rid of your old self, which made you live the way that you used to live before. The old self that was being destroyed by its deceitful desires, your hearts and minds must be made completely new. Can you turn to someone right now and tell them your heart, your mind has to be made completely new. Verse 24 says, and you must put on the new self which is created in God's likeness and reveals itself in the true life that is upright and it is holy. Now, a lot of you guys may be thinking, especially if you're new within the church, you may be thinking, Pastor Rafa, what are you talking about when you talk about your old self or the old self if I'm the same person I haven't changed in, in reality? So you might have that question and see when I refer to the old man or the old self, the old man is basically not renewed. The old man is who you used to be prior to encountering Jesus Christ. The old man was the old Jew that used to tell people off. The old man was the old Jew that was not very patient. The old man was the old Jew that would just sin and sin and sin and sin and wouldn't even have anything or any regret after you did it. That's the old man and that's the old you. And see, the, that, that was the you before coming and encountering Jesus Christ. And what the old man is, is basically the very nature that goes against the spirit of the living God. It, that's what the old man is. So some of you have been battling with your old selves. How many of you can say amen to that? Yeah. You've been battling with your old self. You've been asking the Lord for help 
in the midst of your weaknesses. You've been flooded with feelings of shame and feelings of guilt and unworthiness. And you feel as if you're, you just can't break loose, as, as if you can't obtain freedom inside of your life, as if God has completely stopped listening to every single one of your prayers and your petitions. But let me tell you that the Lord is about to cut off some things out of your life in order for you to grow and become better and become more efficient and become more powerful in his word and in his kingdom but see in order to let go of the old you must begin the pruning process you must begin the pruning process and man when i'm saying it it kind of sounds a little bit scary right begin the pruning process it sounds intense but we all need to get there see if you want to be fruitful we all must go through there. So the first step of the pruning process is to recognize the need for pruning, for trimming, for cutting some things off of our lives. And sometimes in life, we find ourselves burdened by unnecessary baggage, by distractions, or even unhealthy habits. And just like a plant that becomes, that becomes overgrown and tangled up, our lives can also become cluttered. And you know what clutterness does or being cluttered does? It begins to hinder the growth. It begins to hinder the process of growth. It is important for us to recognize the need of pruning to identify areas in our lives that require attention and that also require intentional change. You see, it's okay to not be okay. Let me repeat that because some of y'all need to hear it twice. It's okay to not be okay. Even the leaders in this house, it's okay to sometimes not be okay. Sometimes we just need to tell God, God, I'm not okay. When Vicky was speaking up here, I just felt a wave of the Holy Spirit that just flooded the room. And see, in our own self, we can't manage to do a lot of things effectively, but when we partner up with the Holy Spirit of God, there are so many things that begin to flourish out of our relationship and out of our devotion with the Lord. So God wants you to partner up with him even when you are not okay, even when you're not feeling it. Even when, when you don't feel worthy enough, the Lord still wants you to partner up to him because he is worthy. And because he is worthy, he also made you worthy. So it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to come to a conclusion that you aren't perfect, but that God is also not done with you yet. God is still working and perfecting your life. God is still working and doing something in the inside of you. And when you humble yourself and recognize that you are not perfect, that God is still dealing with you, that God is still taking some things and trimming them and cutting off of your life, when you come to a, a state of humbleness and recognize recognizing that you need certain things cut off in certain areas of your life, then the Lord will begin to move and do the extraordinary. Second Chronicles seven fourteen says, if my people who are called by my name, see, my people who are called by my name, in other words, the Lord calls his people. If you're here, let me tell you, the Lord called you. 
If you're listening to the sound of my voice right now, the Lord called you and he calls you his people. If my people are called by my name and they, and they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and listen and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. But before turning away from your wicked ways, you first must acknowledge your wicked ways. You can't, you can't turn away from something that you haven't acknowledged yet. You can't repent for something and ask for forgiveness for something if you don't accept it as a wicked way or as something that isn't right in the inside of you. We have to come and acknowledge that some of our ways might be crooked, but that's why we have the Lord. When he comes into our lives, he begins to straighten the crooked past inside of us. Are y'all with me? Amen? So, so then... I know some of y'all may be, may be listening to this message and you might be like, man, Pastor Rafa, I'm probably one of the most wicked persons here in this room. Pastor, Pastor doesn't know what I've been doing in secret. Pastora, uh, Pastor Sandra doesn't know what I've been doing in secret. What uh, Pastor Brian doesn't know. The leaders of the house don't know. And, and I have a lot of things that are hiding in the inside of me. Well, let me tell you something. We all fall short from the glory of God. We all sin. We've all fallen short of our standards or of the standards that the Lord has for us at times. But you know, I, I love God and I love his word because he always extends grace and extends mercy towards the life of each and every single one of us. Even before deserving or we, as a matter of fact, we never deserved anything. But still he said, I'm extending my grace I'm extending my mercy towards you. I'm extending my love towards you. And the word of God in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9 says this. It says, but he told me, my kindness or my grace is all that you need. My power is strongest when you are weak. So I will brag even more about my weakness in order that Christ's power will live inside of me. You see, it's okay to struggle, but don't let your struggle become your identity. I'm going to say that again. It's okay to struggle, but don't let your struggle become your identity. There's a lot of people who identify themselves as the person that always messes things up because they've allowed their struggles to become their identity. There's a lot of people that say, oh, but nothing goes right whenever I go into something or start a project with someone. It all falls to the ground and they've accepted their struggles as their identity. But the Lord wants to change that. Your struggle may look different from mine and your struggle may look a lot different from other people's. But at the end of the day, it's a struggle. And the Lord is saying, I don't want you to identify with something that isn't going to be productive for your life. I don't want you to identify yourself with something that I have not called you to be. I want you to identify. Identify yourself with something that I've called you to be through my word because I want to empower you. I want to prune you, yes, but I want to prune you with the purpose of growing you, not damaging you. I want to prune you with the purpose of elevating you to the next level, not demoting you and de-escalating you from where you are at this point. Are y'all with me? Amen? So then, listen to this. Once you acknowledge the things that are wrong, and I honestly think that you don't need anyone else around you to tell you all the deficiencies that are going on inside of you. I don't think you need another preacher telling you of the things that, that, that are wrong with you because I think most of us already pretty much have a good grasp of the things that we need to work on. Are y'all with me? 
Amen? And, and sometimes, yes, we need to be confronted with that. But at this point, I feel that the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit brought you to this point that you know exactly what you're going through and the things that you need to work on. So once you know and accept the things that you need to work on, it takes you to process number two of the pruning process, which is surrendering to the master gardener. So Jesus in the book of John begins to speak about himself and about the father. And he said, I am the vine and my father is a gardener. I am the vine and my father is a gardener. So number two, we have to surrender all of that to the master gardener. Once we acknowledge that we need help, then guess what? Someone is able to help us out. Um, there's a, a saying in Spanish, and I want to make sure I get it right. Que, que, que dicen, si no hablas, Dios no te escucha. Which, you know, it's completely out of, out, of the, out of what we believe because God is in everything. But sometimes we just need to speak. Sometimes we just need to ask for help. And sometimes we just need to be realistic of where we are in our lives and say, you know what? I need help. I, I can't break this alone. And, with, and the first person that you should go to is the Lord. Because that's his mission. That's his purpose. To love you and to help you and to build you up. So when a gardener pursues a plant, it requires trust and surrender to the gardener's expertise. And likewise, in this same way, we must surrender ourselves to the Lord the master gardener in our lives, trusting in his wisdom and in his love, we allow him to trim away what is hindering our growth and he begins to reshape us according to his divine plan. Now we're currently remodeling our, our home in Del Rio and, and we've been in the process of doing this for a little bit over a year and a half. So Recently, we started painting our house. That's why I came in and, hey, Pastor, you got pretty good sun yesterday, huh? And I'm like, yes, I was working outside of my home for about 11 hours, so the sun really got to me. And, and see, when I go into, into, the, into my home or into the, 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 the area of my house, the first thing that I noticed is that my lawn was like about this high. No joke. Since we don't live there, we don't go too often unless we need to do something around the house and we go, and the grass was super, super tall. So for me, it was okay because I had my shoes, I had my pants. So really nothing bothered me in the midst of working there. So my wife comes, comes and my wife and my daughter begin to show up. And when they come to the house, they were wearing sandals and shorts. So my little one, Jimena, five years old, she goes in and she begins to get like a rash and begins to get really itchy. And my wife and her begin to get filled with chancaquillas, stickers, amen, all over, all over their, their, their chanclas, all over their feet. And, and, and they said, oh, we really need to cut this yard. But what I want to tell you with all of this is that when we don't take care of something, it begins to look like a mess. It doesn't look like the good yard that you were hoping for it to look like because it takes work. And it takes dedication. So if you let things grow and you never cut them and trim them, you think they're going to be looking as beautiful as your neighbor's green, nice lawn? Of course not. It takes time. 
It takes effort. It takes work. It takes the dedication to cut certain things in certain areas in order for the yard to look really good and really nice. So after that, you, you said, you, she said, you know what? You, you really need to work on the yard. You really need to do something about this. And see, sometimes in our lives, in our spiritual walks with the Lord, we just don't take care of things. And we expect for things to take care of, of themselves. Or we expect for maybe the pastor to take care of things for us. But see, one of the things that I understood is if you have a yard man or a, a, a person that does landscaping as their profession and you hire them to go and cut the house and you go to your house and you're like, man, look at the lawn. El yardero no ha venido. The, 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 the lawn guy hasn't come. And you begin to get upset. But the reality is, is that you never called him and you never texted him. And because you never called him and because you never texted him, the lawn guy never went. So your yard is looking the way it's looking. So in God... Listen to me, there's a lot of trimming and a lot of growth that he wants to do inside of our lives. And we expect God to just cut and trim, but in reality, God's just waiting for him to call. God is waiting for you to call him. God is waiting for you to pick up your spiritual phone and be like, hey God, Jeremiah 33, 3, call out to me and I will answer. But how can the trimmer be effective? How can the gardener be effective? How can the lawn guy be effective if you never call him to work on your house? See, so, so we need to really focus our attention and tell the Lord, Lord, okay, I know there's some things that I need to work on. I know there's some things that I need, to, uh, that, that I need help with. And Lord, I just ask you to come. And the best part of all of this is that the Lord listens to every single one of y'all. Sometimes I have people come up to me and be like, hey, pastor, I, I need prayer for this, this, and this. And they come and bring a whole big list of prayers that they need. And they're like, and I bring it to you, pastor, because I know the Lord hears you a lot better because you're a lot closer to him. And I just laugh, and I'm like, dude, like the Lord listens to every single one of us. And the only thing you have to do is humble yourself and go to the Lord. However you're feeling, whatever, whatever you're going through, just express it to him. And the same God that listens to me is the same God that listens to you. All you have to do is focus and draw your attention onto him. Because it's a promise of the Lord that if you call him, that he will answer. That he will never reject a contrite heart, a contrite spirit. As a matter of fact, he he loves it whenever we learn to depend on the living God because without him, we can't do absolutely anything. So say with me, I need to surrender. <clears throat> I need to surrender some areas. I need to surrender some things. And I just need to let go and let God do his thing inside of my life. And you know, surrendering to God just means that we need to come under his submission. That we need to come into agreement with him and say, God, even if I don't stand your, understand your word sometimes, I have to submit and obey. I have to submit and obey to what you're saying. Proverbs 3, 5 to 6 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Say with me, with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, it says, submit. Say with me, submit. Submit. Tell, tell your neighbor, cabezón. Submit. Submit to the Lord. Submit to his word. And lean not on your own understanding. Submit to him and he would make your path straight. 
derecho, straight. So with that being said, a lot of the times when we serve the Lord, the Lord calls us in his word to walk not according to what we feel, but according to his word, according to the faith in him, according to faith in his word. So we're called to live not by emotions. We're called to live based on faith. Amen? Are y'all with me? So that being said is that we won't always feel like obeying the word of God. Pastor, pero como? Yeah, we don't always feel it. People who are close to the Lord, people who have a devotion to the Lord, they know that it's not always easy. And see, I made it a point in this sermon to kind of show you the human side of me through this sermon. And a lot of the times pastors don't share the human side of them because people aren't ready to hear it. Because if, if you hear the human side of us, and a lot of people would probably get scared and be like, the pastor did, the pastor said what? The pastor did what? But he's the pastor. For those of you guys that, that know me, know that when we started remodeling the house, we hired a contractor, and the contractor was in a very good contractor. He ended up stealing thousands of dollars from my family and I. And really, the, the pain that we had was not really, well, of course, the money, but aside from the money, it was the feeling of, of being robbed, the feeling of someone stealing from my wife and stealing from my children it is what really made me so frustrated and so angry. And of course, after, after, after seeing what he did against us, because it was against us what he did, stealing thousands of dollars, it made me angry, it made me frustrated, and it made me want to literally send someone flying to the other world, if you know what I mean. Amen? So, so, so I got really upset, I got really angry. I wanted to post them on Facebook and, and, and tell the whole world of what he did, and, and I, I just wanted to literally hang my old self off the cross and, and throw the cross to the side and be like, God, I, I, just give me a few minutes, I'll pick it up later. And a few weeks ago, I go and I, I go to cut my hair, and I was at the barber shop, had several people, people sitting down, uh, people that I knew and people that knew me, and I see the wife of this man entering into the barber shop. And my first reaction was anger. My first reaction was, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell her in front of everybody and be like, hey, you're the wife of that thief that stole the money from me, right? Can you tell them that I'm, I, I still have that pending in my book? See, and it sounds a little bit nicer right now, but in my mind, it didn't sound that way. It, it sounded much, much worse than that. But see, I got so angry to the point where my hands were literally numb of the anger. And I just wanted to get revenge my own way. And I wanted her uh, to, to feel a little bit of what we felt. But then I, I said, okay, uh, control yourself. Because uh, number one, she might not know the things that her husband is doing. Uh, Rafa, control yourself. Uh, because uh, aside from that, remind yourself that you're, the pa you're a pastor at Access Church. And remind yourself that you're a Christian. And so, so I started dealing and fighting with my own self and my own emotions. 
emotions and with my own man. And all of a sudden, there was a, there was a battlefield that was set before me with the old man and the new man, and they were fighting against each, each other. And I was just there sitting down and be like, Rafa, shut up. Rafa, be quiet. Rafa, don't say anything. But I've never felt anger so much to the point of literally where my hands would go completely numb. And, and I understood that the war got real. That I, when, when people steal from you, when people uh, come and hurt you in ways that you never imagined that they would hurt you, you begin to think even of those things that you never thought you would think of. You begin to go to extremes that you begin to say, wow, I never knew that was the Holy Ghost. But see, it's, it's real. We all go through these different phases in life where really we don't feel like we're renewed or we're converted or we're Christ-like. But it is there where we are being tested. It is there where the testing stage comes. It is there where you begin to practice what you preach. And guess what I did? I took my revenge. Just kidding. I, I, I just stayed quiet, and I didn't say anything, and I let it go, and it was really hard for me to let it go. And see, throughout these past weeks, you've heard Pastor Brian come up, and he tells you, let it go, let it go. No, no, no just kidding. But, but listen, he, he goes, and, and he tells you, hey, let go of some things, let go of this, or let go of that. And in your mind, you're probably thinking, man, it's, it's nice to be a pastor where you don't go through the same things that we go through. In reality, we go through that, and probably much worse at times. So I went into my car and I was driving towards my home. And as I was driving home, I told the Lord, Lord, this is really tough for me and it's really difficult for me. But your word says that I have to bless my enemies. Your, your word says that I have to bless my enemies. So Lord, it's taking everything from within me to do this. And I really don't like it. But your word says... But your word declares that I need to bless them. So I lifted up my hand in the car while I was driving. And I said, Lord, I bless them wherever they're at. I bless them wherever they're at. God, have your way in them. And see, I had to let go something in order for the spirit of God to do his work inside of my life. Was it easy? Absolutely not. It hurt me to let go because in my human nature, I wanted to cling to something. But see, don't cling to things that have an expired purpose inside of your life. Don't cling to things that no longer serve a purpose inside of you. Let go. Pastor Lava, but it's not easy. I know. I'm with you. I'm walking the walk. And see, sometimes I even fell walking the walk. But see, it, it, we're learning and we're going and we're striving to learn how to be dependent on God's word. And that is why we have to surrender to the master gardener. Because things can't keep growing all out of whack, all out of place. Because then your life will look so messy and even you yourself will not be able to recognize. Because anger, bitterness, depression, all these different things, they can lead you to do the most craziest things that you never imagined. So when you surrender to the Lord, you're saying, God, not my way, but your way. God, not what I think is best, but what you think is best. Lord, what do you want to do in my life? How do you want to do it? I want to do it this way, but is that what you want to do inside of my life? See, I had to surrender to the master gardener and let him prune the anger inside of me. 
because I've come to a realization that although I may agree with the Lord, I may not, I may not agree with the Lord 100% of the time, he is still God. And I must submit to him because he knows what's best for me. How can he say that he doesn't agree with the Lord 100% of the time? No. The old man inside of me says, no, don't agree. Don't agree. But the new man says, hey, Rafa, the Lord knows what's best. And it's a growing experience. Every single thing that we go through in life, it's a growing experience. Whether it be good or bad, the word of God says that all things work together for the good of those that love the Lord. So what are you going through? What things do you have to surrender to the Lord? What things do you have to submit to the Lord? Let go of the pain and see for some of y'all, it, it, might, be, it might be a process of doing it repeated and repeating repeating that process over and over god i i need to forgive again oh, forgive again amen god, god i i need to let go of this anger and let go of the anger again do what you have to do a thousand times again and again and again but do it and surrender each time to the lord because the lord will fulfill his plans and his purpose inside of you we need to zap those branches we need to sap we need to cut those branches that are zapping the life out of us that's what we need to do are y'all with me yeah so before ending my message i want to tell you that we have to nurture a healthy growth in the spirit our spirit being our spiritual being needs attention our spirit being also needs to eat amen and, and not eating those delicious donuts that you had over there but eating from the word of God. Because when you eat from the word of God, the word of God confronts you. The word of God begins to challenge you in areas. The word of God begins to say, oh man, I, I'm, I'm really not looking like the disciple that the Lord wanted me to look like, but that's okay because if you can acknowledge what's not right inside of your life, then you're empowered to then change it by the spirit of the living God. So before ending, I wanna get to my last point, which is, patience and trust in the process of pruning a lot of the times pruning takes time and the results may not be immediately visible it requires patience and trust in the process even when we face challenges when we face setbacks or when moments begin to get very uncomfortable uncomfortable then we begin to say god I don't know what's going on, but you do. Help me in the midst of this. Process will take time. A lot of people want to change from one day to the next. That's why whenever people want to lose weight, and I always use this because a lot of people can relate to this, but when people want to lose weight, a lot of the times they want to drastically change their diet from one day to the next, and they do it for about a week or two because of the drastic changes, and they're like, oh man, this is too drastic, I can't. And all you need is just little change here, little change there, a little cutting of the Coke right here, a little cutting of the bread right here, and then you can have a, some later. But we, we want to go so drastic sometimes when the Lord is telling us, hey, just give me some time. Give me some time to work with you. Give me some time and I'll do my work in you. Give me some time and I will fulfill my plans and I will fulfill my purpose inside of you all because he loves you. You're here today because of the love of God. You're here today listening to a message about pruning and cutting and trimming some things out of your life. 
Not because the Lord wants to hurt you, not because the Lord wants to make you feel wicked, not because the Lord wants to make you feel like the worst person in the room. No, but He's allowed me to speak on this simply because He loves you and He's making space, He's making room for you to grow. Now, my question to you is Are you accepting the challenge? Are you willing to submit to the Lord? Are you willing to say, God, have your way in me? God, start pruning. Are you willing to pick up your phone and call the landscaper, the master gardener and say, God, I'm ready for this. I'm ready, come in and do what you need to do because my grass is getting tall because the stickers of the chancaquillas are coming out inside of my life and I can't have that anymore I need you to come inside of me I need you I need you to do something Lord because I'm tired living the way that I'm living I'm tired of living in the same condition in the same circumstance in the same cycle Lord and I just need an opportunity to break out of this I need an opportunity to stop being my old self and start walking in my new self and the self that you have created me for God I know that I'm may not be perfect but listen I'm willing to obey you as I was as I was on my way over here we all have different struggles some of us may have a struggle with our character some of us may have a struggle with the way we are but some of us are struggling even with a physical condition see a lot of you guys don't know this but my wife is is actually battling with arthritis and myself I'm battling with an autoimmune disease called psoriasis and, and let me tell you it's not it's not nice at all and when I see my life I'm like god man you really put me through a lot of stuff and, and you begin to say god why and the Lord reminded me of a man in the Bible that was born with blindness he was born with a condition that he never chose and when the disciples and Jesus encountered him the disciples said God Jesus why is he blind is it because someone in his family sinned what's going on here the disciples said yeah he probably sinned or the people previous to him sinned something happened then Jesus went on to say, some things are just for my glory. You may not understand them right now, but some things are for me to use for my glory. He goes and he spits on the ground, creates mud, begins to play with that a little bit, and puts it in the eyes of this blind person. But what amazes me was that after doing that, the Lord tells them, go and wash yourself at a certain pool. But do you understand this? Like Jesus goes up, spits in the dirt, creates mud, puts it in his eyes, and then he tells them, go and wash yourself in the pool. Like Jesus, he has mud in his eyes. How is he able to see? How, how is he going to go from point A to the pool right over there if the guy can't see and aside from that Jesus you told him to wash himself at the pool not to take it off before getting to that pool and the Lord was reminding me about that word while I was driving on my way over here and the Lord was saying sometimes you just have to keep walking 
even without seeing. Sometimes you just have to keep going even though you don't understand my plan and my purpose for your life. You just have to keep walking and trust that I will get you to the place where I told you your healing was. That I will get you to the place where your restoration is. That I will get you to the place of redemption. That I will get you to the place where you need to be. Are y'all with me? We don't understand. But he does. I don't know if the Lord had maybe friends going with this blind man and guiding him to the pool. It's a very great possibility. Maybe the disciples, maybe someone. And you know what that tells me? That in the pruning process, you will need the master gardener. But at times, you also need a community of people that would grow with you, of people that would believe with you, of people that will challenge you. And that's why the Lord brought you to Access Church to bring you to a community where people will take you by the hand until you reach the plans that the Lord has for you. That's what the Lord did for me and my wife and my family whenever he partnered us, partners, whenever he brought us to Pastor Brian and Pastor Sandra. People that are gonna take us to places and it's not gonna be easy. The challenge is gonna come. But at the end of the day, we're expanding because growth is coming. God bless you, church. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to the Word of God. Amen. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those who have given to support this ministry. Without you, none of this is possible. If you like this podcast, please like and subscribe and share it on social media. Thank you for listening. God bless you.